everybody, and welcome back to Wish a Pod, a star, the unofficial Disney song by song podcast. Woo. My name is Frodo the Lawyer. I'm Amanda the Person. And welcome back. We are now on episode 15. Really? We really should uh, <laughs> look up the, what number episode we're on before we record. So we'll just I, we can edit, edit, it, with more edit it back in. We'll fix it yes. in post. This is episode 15. I'm very yeah. certain. Yes. Very, very clear. Here, we'll just do, let me do one take now, and we'll just use it for everything. This is episode, and we're really excited to be back here with you. How was that? (laughs) Yeah, that'll that'll work. Perfect, Um, perfect. Yeah, insert number here. Uh, (laughs) We we can, like, do a, you know, a computerized, like, 17. (laughs) 20. Um, 10. uh, So this is the second episode, the second song of Dumbo. (laughs) Yes, uh, the elephant sound. This time it was it did not uh, deafen me as much as last time, so thank you. You're welcome. Wh- whatever you did this time was better. Well, you know what? Usually I do, like, my arm in a trunk thing, too, but today I'm mm. sitting, like, in a funkier position where I can't quite get my arm out without hitting uh, my microphone. And I okay, honestly, gotcha. I think the sound quality suffered for it. So let me just... Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, better, it's better with the arm in right. the trunk. I just go, gotta go for the higher angle so I don't yeah. hit the mic. Well, now everyone's deaf. Now we're ready. Now <laughs> they won't hear any of our bad jokes. Um... Yeah, this song is Casey Jr. Casey Jr. Uh, the uh, iconic song from Disney yes. canon. Yes, the, a song about a train in a movie about an elephant. It's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of a, of a weird entry. It, it, dang, it doesn't really seem to fit. Yes, yes. It's a, it's a nice little ditty. It's short. It's sweet. and Not racist um, as far as I know. Yeah, it's not racist, so... Good, good job, yeah. Dumbo writers, Frank Churchill. Good job <laughs> of not being racist. <laughs> good for you, Frank. What kind of memories do you have of this song? Did you know or recall this going into your viewing of Dumbo? So, like, going into it, I was like, I don't know what the song really is. Like, I know what Casey Jr. is. He's the train. But, like, mm-hmm. don't remember anything about it. But as soon as you hit, like, the opening chords, it's like, da, 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 da. I was like, oh, this yeah. one. I know yeah. this one. Yeah, I remember this song specifically from the Disney sing-along videos. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned those a few times, but if you if you for some reason ha- don't know what they are, it was a series of, first there were VHSs, they came out in the 80s and 90s, and then they came out on DVDs, I think, in the late 90s and early 2000s, and it was a set of Disney songs with the lyrics on the bottom so the kids could sing along to the the songs. And there was a little bouncing Mickey head that <laughs> would bounce along to let you know which lyric you were on. Kind of like karaoke, but the it was the full song, so you wouldn't be... Sing, you'd be singing along. You wouldn't be the only one providing <laughs> yeah, vocals. It wasn't just a recording of the movie with the vocals <laughs> yeah. removed. And yeah. then he's like... The music is playing, but there are these sad, like, soundless <laughs> people and animals trying to, like, mouth the words frantically in front of you. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if kids are advanced enough to totally get karaoke, but it's, like, Karaoke Jr. Uh, hey. And one of the cool things about it... Yeah, Just, K- Casey Jr. Yeah, karaoke, karaoke Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the cool things about this was that it didn't just have the newest songs. They had... They mixed in some of these older songs, so... A song like Casey Jr. that I wouldn't have otherwise really known much of, I did become sort of familiar with because I saw it in these videos. So I will say, it's that, a pretty bad song to sing along to. 
It's just mm-hmm. like, Casey Jr.'s back, Casey Jr.'s back. Like, there's oh, like yeah. ten lines in this song. Well, you you didn't haven't seen little four-year-old me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, uh, that's devastating. As a child, this was not one of my favorites. Uh, sure. Let me, let me be frank. But it is something that I've remembered, mm-hmm. and I, it's, um, I guess it's made a, a lasting impact on me enough that I can still recall the melody. Yeah, I'm also assuming that, like, I remember it a bit from, like, Disney. So they don't have a case. They have a Casey Jr. ride at Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. They don't have one in Florida. Um, but they do have the new Storybook Circus Land, um, which is, oh. like, a whole... Have you been down there since they opened that? It was, like, uh, over... I mean, they had it when I was working there, which was, like, 2013, 2014. Okay, so you must then, have been then, there. Yeah. Is, is that... Does that now encompass the Barnstormer? Yeah, it's where Toontown okay. used to be. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I spent much time there in my, my last visit because I was a, a grown man, but... Yes, that's fair. Well, I worked there constantly um, mm-hmm. when I was there because Storybook... Because Pete's Silly Sideshow... Um, was this like a character meeting place and you met Mm -hmm. um, Mickey and Donald and Goofy and Daisy there Um, and I worked there a lot and I'm I'm imagining like they must pump this into the area like this must be one of the like really heavily used sort Mm -hmm. of area songs if I'm misremembering this like please email us because it's been a couple of years since I did it but I'm just like this must be because I I didn't I don't remember this from from a childhood like I remember the song Mm -hmm. but I don't like have that same memory as you as like watching this on yeah sing along song so that must be one of the reasons i'm so familiar with it but it's like oh mm. yeah da, 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 and i'm on a train and it's going fast and yeah. it is a train like yeah you know yeah, the lyrics don't really matter <laughs> those could very well be the lyrics that's fine yeah um yeah, so there's the, there's that ride at Disneyland. I haven't been there, but you recently were at Disneyland. Did you go on the Casey Jr. ride, or is it I, just for small so people? So I did not. Um, however, in preparation for you asking that question, I did look mm. up some Yelp reviews for the ride. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go for sort of a range. Um, just for like sort of an overall reference point, um, the overall reviews, the overall ranking for it is four out of five stars. Um, is that is that good for a Disneyland ride? I, I, I'm you would actually think not that sure. Let's let's little... compare, shall we, to some other <laughs> Disneyland rides? So let's say like it's a small world, for instance. Okay, but what is what, what's that getting? It's what kind of rating is that pulling? Small world. He, here we are. That's got four out of five stars. Okay, and then so let's look as, like is good. let's do one more like super iconic ride. Let's look up like Space Mountain. I want to see if like anything has five stars on Yelp here. Mm, Hyperspace Mountain has four and a half stars. Okay, so so it's not the best ride. Yeah, but like but it's, it's it's solid, it's doable. Yeah, yeah. And if you if I may just read a few. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a few of the the key points. Okay, so we're gonna start with with one review. I'm gonna it's a long review, so I'm gonna pick and choose pieces, um, so I don't read like a five paragraph review for you guys. But this is a very go good review by John B, who's an elite eighteen on Yelp. Don't know what that means, but it looks like he's given he's given three thousand seven hundred eighty seven pictures of the different things he's reviewed. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> but he starts his review with Casey Junior is coming down the track, coming down the track with a smoky stack. So he's showing from the beginning that you know he's a real Disney aficion aficionado. Oh, yeah. 
He, he, we should have him on this podcast. He, should. he, 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 he knows the lyrics. He knows how to copy and paste, so he must be a legitimate person. Yeah, well, plus he continues that he's an annual pass holder, and his routine mm. is to always start the day at Casey Jr.'s. Uh, my son is fascinated with trains, and during the ride, we sing along the Casey Jr. theme that's playing as it moves. <laughs> so he really does know all the words to this song. Um, now, is, is this a children's ride? It is a is children's it a... ride. Okay. It is a children's ride. Now, he also finds that it's best to sit at the very rear of the cart that faces the opposite direction, so you get a better view going through storybook land. Um, mm. But it's not always guaranteed because a lot of people are in front of you. Um, you know, if the good seats are taken, you might end up in some of the least popular seats, like the caged cart. <laughs> Especially if they put you and another party inside the caged cart. It can be very, very, um, you know, crammed. Also, it fools some people, thinking that there's a problem with the train when it starts slowing down and stops at the midpoint. But it's just Casey Jr. telling itself, I think I can, before it moves uphill. Mm, okay. Yeah. Now, j- just a few more um, highlights. Uh, Nasha, 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 I'm going to go with Nasha W, also Elite 18, gave it a five star. She's checked in twice and she says, what a hoot. If you are a thrill seeker, (laughs) this is not for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask about the the cage cart. Yeah, yeah. So is that like, so you could recreate the feeling of being an enslaved animal, like the lions or the yeah. the hippos or anything else? It's a real true Dumbo experience. Yes, exactly. I mean, for example, Jake W., who gave it three out of five stars. Um, now, he's not an, an elite Yelper, so like, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, but he posted attraction rating number 28 out of 31. <laughs> So he has ratings just like us. Yeah, we should have him on the show. I'll just I'm gonna yeah. do like a mass email I think out of these folks. <laughs> um, five stars for toddlers, one to two stars for the rest of us. So I can say average that's to the three. Mm-hmm. The cages you ride in are super squished and awkward for everyone who is not four. <laughs> it's saving grace is it is it's toddler friendly, adorable, original ride atmosphere. The line is short is because everyone knows it's blah, blah, <laughs> blah, and just for to sort of give that experience to everyone and blah is one sentence and then another sentence blah and then all capitals one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven a's and one two three four five six seven eight nine h's with an exclamation point all in caps okay this is something that i, I think that our audience should li- should uh be here for i want to <laughs> have a discussion okay when you type out exclamations that end in h yeah are you supposed to make the A's last really long or the H's? Like, if you were going to say, ah, would you do lots of A's and then one H? Does it have to have a, bo- a lot of both? Because mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's just a few A's and then a lot of H's, you'd, you'd be saying, like, ah. <laughs> well, I will say, I think if you're doing it for, like, a lot of A's and a single H, you're, like, it's a harsher A. So you'd be like, ah, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's more what I think if I was doing, like, 10 A's and then an H. Where, uh, now, if it was, like, 1 A and 10 H's, then it'd be like, mm. ah! So, so how how do you express Jake W's, then? I think JW, like, Jake W, for all of his sort of, you know, el- s- sort of um, ornamentation on his review, which otherwise seems pretty straightforward, I think he really hit the nail on the head for this blah because he has almost, like, slightly more A's, and you want slightly more A's, because it is an mm-hmm. A-heavy word. But, yeah. you know, you still have enough H's, and only one exclamation point, which I think shows real restraint, because really... Yeah. But, but I mean, <laughs> he then continues with, if you have wussy kids or three-year-olds, this is for you. 
It used to be so much fun. And then he concludes, I salute you. So thanks, right. Jake. I salute we, you, too. Yes. We accept your salute. Yeah. Oh, not good if you're claustrophobic. Mm, yes. Th- nope. That seems... It seems like being in cages generally is is not a good thing. Yeah, it seems like it's it's the monkey cage is what it is. Mm, uh, um, so a lot of parents like that because you can put. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I I just found a re- I just found a review. I've got some questions about. Um, may I? Yeah, go ahead. So John S. Um, not an elite Yelper, but still he's reviewed seven hundred ninety four establishments, so he's doing pretty well. He gave it four out of five stars, and he calls, he said, this is the full review. The one with the bars. Even though it's sad that animals were, and largely still are, transported this way for circuses. The one with the bars. That's all you need to know. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's the review. I'm just... I, I... I'm coming to like have a realization that maybe Casey Jr. isn't like such a hero and great noble train that I once thought he was. He he's basically like a slave uh, driver. I mean, whatever J- that word. John, is. John S.'s um, Yelp bio quote is "Stop glorifying the military." <laughs> so, so he's um, got some opinions. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, this like, like Casey Jr. is is not like. He's not bringing these animals to to around like for funsies. You know, he's he's like the. Uh, it's like going to one of those old timey zoos where they they don't have the fun places where for the animals to roam and they just have bars. Yeah. You know, John S. Everybody, this podcast's latest guest. Should we talk more about Casey Junior? Do you think? Yeah, let me just run through the the whole number. So okay. when we finished our last song, the Look Out for Mister Stork. We ended it with a stork dropped off a bunch of babies, but Mrs. Jumbo didn't get one. She's the main elephant. She's all sad. The next day, we see all of the animals being packed into the train. Mm-hmm. It's it's very bright, shiny animation, which it really is, is a big a big contrast to what we've just seen. It almost struck me like a different movie. Yeah, like a very very harsh transition. Uh, we have these kind of faceless people bringing them into the carts. And then the train takes off. Uh, Casey Jr.'s whistle says, all aboard. And then the song starts as the train starts chugging along. And that's where it goes. Casey Jr.'s coming down the track, as we can And then after the second verse of it, of the song, then the we pan back. The song stops in the middle. And we pan back out to the sky. We see another stork. This one... At least in the uh, credits is dubbed Mr. Stork. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Stork is late for his job. It turns out he's the one who had the baby for Mrs. Jumbo. He shows up at the train. He drops off the baby, who is named Jumbo Jr. Uh, But then it turns out his ears are really big. And so the, the other women laugh a bunch and name him Jumbo. And... Yeah, that's... <sighs> Just a real shame. Not only examples of animals that are trapped in a train, but we have animals trapped in a train bullying each other. So a lot of noble pursuits. Well, listen, all animals movie. are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Uh, <laughs> um, little animal sure farm for you. Uh, is, is that is that a quote from, that from it, Animal that Farm? That is a quote from Animal Farm. Ah, okay. Spoilers for Animal so, Farm, I guess. So you're a commie, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have um, read Animal Farm in high school, yeah. so... 
Take um, of that what you will. Fun, this is actually a funny story. I don't know if it's podcast funny, but <laughs> there's a there's a tradition in my college marching band that every year the trumpets watch the movie Animal House on the first day <laughs> of the semester. Uh-huh. And when I was the section leader, yes. I thought I would play a prank on my, everyone. And so I said to everyone, <laughs> okay, well, we always watch Animal House, so why don't we have a, take a vote this year? We'll vote between watching Animal House and Animal Farm. Um, so I had everyone close their eyes and we did like a silent, you know, they raise their hand and vote. <laughs> Obviously everyone voted for Animal House. <laughs> sure. No one would want to watch the cartoon Animal Farm when you're, it's your first day back at college. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Ooh, like when they opened their eyes, I was like, Ooh, Animal Farm edged it out. Like very narrow victory. <laughs> um, and the seven was kind of like, oh, okay. And so then I like turned it on, and we like watched like ten minutes of Animal <laughs> Farm until I was like, I'm kidding, guys. Like we're not watching this movie. Nobody voted for it. And then we then we put on Animal House. So man, I guess I shouldn't tell you about the flutes <laughs> tradition of watching Animal Farm at the beginning of every semester, huh? <laughs> uh, no, that would. <laughs> so yeah, I assume that. Uh, I hope for their sakes that that is not true. <laughs> I think my favorite part about that was how you said my marching band, like we weren't both in the same marching band. Well, our listeners, uh, you know, they might be confused. It's every, know. it's they all might, of they our might think marching that I just band. went to it. The, the listeners might think I just went to a different marching band and pulled <laughs> off this uh, these shenanigans. Oh, we should have done that. Damn, <laughs> mistakes are made. Uh, um. So uh, yeah, I don't even know where we were. Oh yeah, so yeah, they're bullying. They're bullying this poor little kid. They're making fun of his ears. Mm. I mean, I know that this is a big part of the whole story and why Dumbo feels sad in the movie. But you know, it's it's me. They're still making fun of a baby. Yeah, and like they all have big ears. They're elephants. You know <laughs> yeah. why? Um, I think that's the weird thing about this movie is like I don't really get what makes. I mean, I like get his ears are like huge, but like I think that much. Like you're all elephants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They all have <laughs> like, pretty big ears. Um, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Yes. You know that the one episode where there was this one, and you're going to have to like, help me fill in the details or else this is not going to be yeah. good radio because I do not remember the name of this thing. <laughs> but there's yeah. this one guy who had like really terrible luck and it was like a curse mm-hmm. from their college friends. Who was that? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, well, he had like really terrible luck and like every time that he did something, he would like, miss something epic. And he had, like, a terrible curse. And then, like, Barney ended up getting cursed, Neil Patrick Harris's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was... The other guy was so grateful that, like, Neil Patrick Harris had this terrible curse instead. Maybe, like, one of the other elephants was considered the ugliest elephant. Uh, and they saw yeah. Dumbo, and they're like, Oh, wait! I can make this the ugliest elephant! Hey, everyone, look at this stupid elephant! <laughs> and they were, like, all willing to go along with it. And, like, this person just, like... This elephant just, like, led the bullying because they didn't want to be bullied anymore. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty classic junior high yeah. young people bullying maneuver to to divert the attention away from yourself make everyone talk about something else um it, it even reminds me of uh the the movie that i just saw love simon which i'm assuming you've seen yes um where towards the end well oh but you can't you can't you can't spoil this is a huge yeah. spoiler yeah well, the point is that sometimes when people <laughs> that are young have a lot of people making fun of them on the internet, they will sometimes make fun of other people on the internet. So yes, I agree. Maybe uh, maybe one of these elephants was, uh, you know, they said her trunk was too long, and then she was like, finally, someone someone else that has a yeah, ab- like, well, physical I- abnormality to make fun of. Stupid elephant. More like Dumbo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much actually how it happened in the movie. Um, so you, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, making fun of physical abnormalities is not cool. It's not. We don't support I, it. And also go see yeah. Love, Simon. Yes. And Black Panther. See it again. Uh, yeah, so once they're done bullying poor, poor little Dumbo, who seemingly just accepts his name because everyone calls him that moving forward. Yeah, his mom then, also calls him that, I guess. Uh, she, I don't think that she really refers to him in, in that. Well, she that, never like, speaks. Very much at all. Right, so... She speaks when she names him initially, but yeah. beyond that, the only time she speaks is when she sings, but that's like kind of like a third-person narrator singing. It's yeah, like clear. she's not really quite singing, like she's like mind yeah. singing. Yeah, well, we'll get to that one later, but once they're done bullying Dumbo, then we pan back out, we see the train again, it's nighttime, and we have the next segment of the song. We see the train going around a mountain. It's actually a very pretty shot uh, with sort of shadow and, and the sunset. That watercolor, man. I do agree with you. I know you, you talked about in the last episode, mm-hmm. the watercolor painting. It, it looks really good here. Yeah. Uh, especially the night scenes, the sunset scene, and then the night scene as they're pulling into the station. And this is the section where we hear Casey Jr. speak. Sure. You know, the train. Yes. He already kind of said all aboard, but now he's saying other things. He's saying, uh, I think I can, I think I can, and then at, once he gets up to the top of the mountain, he says, I thought I could going back down. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a reference to the famed The Little Engine That Could. Sure. I I looked up a little bit about The Little Engine That Could. Go ahead. This section is based on The Little Engine That Could, which is a story that dates back to the early 20th century, but it, it became popular in a 1930 version of the story that was published as a illustrated book for children. Yay, books! Yeah, uh, and it was written by Waddy Piper, although that was actually a pen name for something else. Oh, uh, great name, you know. though. And yeah, see, I'm Waddy Piper. I'm going to write a story for the kids, and it's going to be great, see? It's going to be about a train that's uh, going to try to do things, and yeah. then he's going to succeed, and it'll be inspirational. yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's not a very complex story. It's basically this train who doubts him or herself, itself, and then... Themselves. And says, I think I can, and then with this determination, makes it through. So it's, it is it is a sort of American folk story type of thing. You know, we mm-hmm. the, the American dream, hard work, thinking you can do things, putting your mind to it, and... And then doing and it. Doing it, yeah. Um, yeah, you just do it, see? Yeah, so it be- uh, it became a popular story. I know it. they've done a few movie versions of it. The one that I was mm-hmm. per- particularly familiar with was the 1991 direct-to-video movie that they did. Have you ever seen that one? Maybe? It sounds, like, vaguely familiar. So it was a 30-minute direct-to-video movie as a cartoon. And that one, The mm-hmm. Little Engine, is actually a girl named Tilly. I don't remember this. I, I had to look it up. Uh, and the the train, the little engine, is a little blue engine, kind of Thomas the Tank engine and it was voiced by Kath Susie. Uh, okay. Kath Susie is most well-known as being the voice of Phil and Lil DeVille in the hey. Rugrats. So that's, uh, who, that's all I have to say about that. Who, it was, who's it, the voice of the... Who sings the Casey Jr. song? Do we know? Yeah, so the, yeah, the Casey Jr. song is sung by the sportsmen. The same people that sang oh, okay. our last song, the... Look out for Mr. Stork. Cool. So they're, they're versatile. They can sing about trains. They can sing about <laughs> um, lack of birth Storks. control. Yeah, they're they're good. <laughs> um, 
Those are the, I mean, those are their big two, but they could probably pull off some other stuff. Yeah, so even though they're the ones that sing, the song is about this Casey Jr., this train, who mm-hmm. is speaking in a weird way. Um, I, I guess, let's, let's, talk, let's just talk about that. What is your impression yeah. of having this, again, another anthropomorphic character, but this time it's not an animal, it's a machine? Yeah. What's up with Casey? I mean... I feel like this is just, like, this is Disney trying to be, like, this is a short, fun movie, mm-hmm. and don't ask too many questions, yeah. because you asked a lot of questions about Fantasia, <laughs> and I'm tired of that. So here, here's a singing train. Look, it made it up a hill, <gasps> and it came down the other side. Well done, America. Mm-hmm. You did it. Yeah. Here's your Five Will Goes West style tale. Yeah. It's pushing the boundaries of what's realistic even further than mm-hmm. we've pushed them so far in Disney. Yeah, this is our first, like, anthropomorphized non-living being, well, yeah? Well, we had puppets, but, you know, I mean... Um, yeah, but they were, like, they were sort of imbued with a soul. Right, I mean, yeah, that was the thing. Like, there was a fairy who at least came and, and magicified them. Here we just have a train that, like, on its own... Like, there's no explanation. There's no, like... and Ooh, there, There's no, like, the... Unless... Oh, oh God. Is this a theory? This is a theory! Ah! <laughs> Cue theme song. Amanda's Part. I love that. What if it's Jiminy Cricket? Jiminy Cricket is the train. Yeah, yeah. He, he he didn't like magicify it. He he became a train. I mean, he became a lot of things, right? right? Like we gave the idea that he could have like become the like the like lamp seller and Aladdin and stuff like that. Mm. And so, what if he just like is hopping into a new form, mm-hmm. and that form happens to be a train? I mean, maybe he's also just like in the train whistle, just like shouting things, but like. But we do up. see a face on the train. That, that's true. But may, may, no, maybe the maybe the train is Pinocchio because Pinocchio's. Oh, this was like one of their adventures uh, before he became a real boy. He turned into a donkey. <laughs> he turns into a train. You know, he's just making all sorts of mistakes. That Pinocchio. <laughs> that Pinocchio. He went went back to America. Went to Florida. That was his first mistake. <laughs> and then he became a train. I mean, there was just a lot of things going wrong. Yeah. I guess it could be Jiminy Cricket. Um, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't uh, wager on. I mean, it. he's kind of like he's kind of morally gray, right? Because he's like transporting these animals, mm. like not in super humane conditions. There's a lot of monkeys in that cage, mm-hmm. um, and the giraffes, you know, have to stick their heads yeah. out of the top of the cage. And I bet they get cold up there. It's Florida, but it still gets breezy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and what if they go through a tunnel? Yeah. What happens to the giraffes <laughs> if they go through a tunnel? Yeah. Um... That's, yeah, that is, that is a little bit worrisome. Uh, yeah, like, that that train is just like, I think I can, I think I can. He's, he's not, I think we can, it's I think I can. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a very Jiminy Cricket sort of, you know, sort of statement. Right, because you think that he's a dark cricket. I, I remember this. I think he's at least a morally gray cricket. Okay, well. But yeah, I, I do think he's a dark cricket, but, like, certainly his morals are not, like, mm-hmm. super pure. All right. His motives are very self-supporting. I, I guess, I guess I can buy that theory. It's my first theory for Dumbo. You gotta give me... You listen, if it's the only theory we get, it's then it's the best theory. Yeah, exactly. There's just not a lot of things in this movie to make theories about. Yeah, um... If I was gonna guess, I would say that, um... Someone probably came and enchanted the, the train at some point, but th- there's just not a lot of explanation in Dumbo. I mean, it's not like we 
get background on on why Mr. Stork has like a hat, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's just right. we're, we're kind of thrown <laughs> in this this world where like this is how things work. Why does Timothy Mouse have like an have a, a circus uh, ringleader outfit? Like I don't know, you know, like it, because he's Hugh Jackman. We're gonna uh, get there. All right. That, that that'll keep that'll be the next one. Um, I don't want to get <laughs> yes, yeah, so a teaser it. for yeah. you guys to you know come back to. Um, I'm excited for that. That sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked a little bit about maybe what Casey Junior is, but how behind the scenes did that come about? Um, mm. So there's an interesting thing about his voice. Uh, the voice of Casey Junior is Margaret Wright, who presumably is a human woman. Um, human women usually do not sound like, I think I can, I think I can. Um, hey, listen, we don't know what human women all sound true, like. That's true, that's um, true. I have not tested them all. Um, I will I will get around <laughs> to it soon. Um, no, but what, she, what they used was this device called a Sonavox, which was invented in 1939. It was uh, a, a type of voice box. Uh, you, you put these transducers, I don't know what that means, uh, they attach them to your throat, and then it kind of picks up the waves of your throat when you talk, and then, like, electrifies them. Um, apparently this was popular at the time, and it was used in jingles, and radio stations used it, and even Lucille Ball demonstrated it in a newsreel in one of her earlier uh, media appearances. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how they did that. Uh, kind of weird. Nice. But a Sonavox. Um Super cool. And and the ca- and the character of Casey Jr. himself actually mm. has appeared in other Disney canon. Um, Ooh, do tell. Did is it just Mickey's House of Mouse though? Because he's in that's everyone's in that. So that doesn't really no count. no. Um, so he there was a black and white cartoon of Casey Jr. in the Reluctant Dragon, which is nice. Uh, it's kind of like a package film. I'm not entirely sure why it doesn't count for these this sort of Disney animated canon um, mm-hmm. when we go through it, but usually it's not counted in that. Maybe it's too... Obscure. Or maybe it's a different studio. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, so he, there's a black and white cartoon in that, and then he also has cameos in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and even Krunk's mm. New Groove. Uh, there's hey. a toy version of him, apparently. So Nice. And then the next question is... What's the deal with his name? So that right. is because of uh, the Casey Jones. Yes, and I actually looked up Casey Jones a little. Okay, bit. yeah. Uh, so if you don't mind, yeah. I, I mean, I know you did a little research. No, yeah, go ahead, please uh, enlighten our listeners on Casey Jones. Perfect. I'm actually going to just read straight from the Wikipedia page for part of it, just because I think it does a better job of summing it up than me. Uh, so credit here to the Casey Jones Wikipedia page. So, Arnold Bernard Casey Jones is a fictional character from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Um, Now, like the turtles, he's a vigilante um, and was created as a parody of vigilante characters in comics. He usually has long, dark hair, has an ice hockey mask on, cut-off biking gloves, and carries his weapons in a golf bag over his shoulder, uh, which is pretty cool. He usually uses two baseball bats as his, um, his preferred weapons, but he's got, like, golf clubs and cricket bats and tennis rackets and hockey sticks. Mm -hmm. Now, he was voiced by Chris Evans in the 2007 film, oh, wow. which is pretty cool. And then, in a bit of a turn, Josh Peck in the 2012 <laughs> series. Um, so that was a bit of a stretch, yeah. but, but you know, he was there. And then Stephen Amell took over for 2014. Oh, wow. So, yeah. star-studded people have played this this Casey Jones. Now, I have a feeling that this is 
not the same Casey Jones that I was referring to, but, uh... I mean, this is what happens. This is the first... When you come type in Casey Jones on Google, this is the Wikipedia that pops yeah. up. So, I mean, I'm also confused as to how this sort of worked out mm-hmm. timeline-wise. Yeah. But, but listen, he's highly skilled at both armed and unarmed <laughs> combat. Perhaps he's also highly skilled at time travel. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe Casey Jr. is really a... It is Jimmy Cricket, and then the way he looks like a train is he's wearing his hockey mask over uh, over his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, so, um, now, I'm as into time travel as the next uh, person that hosts the Disney podcast, but I still... Sure. I'm doubting that that uh, that that Casey Jones is the same one that inspired this uh, Casey Jr. So oh, here let, let me let me, let me do let me do some quick Wikipediaing again. Yeah, Wikipedia. Just check to make sure not yet a sponsor of this check, podcast. Check to make but, sure that there's uh, there's not another Casey Jones out there. You know what? When I Google it a second time and I just do the drop down Wikipedia mm-hmm. page and I go straight through all the way to Google. I do see an American Railroad engineer, oh. and that does seem... And he, w- he was also played by Josh Peck, though, right? <laughs> well, first played by Chris Evans, and then played okay, by Josh Peck, which is the wildest combination of actors to play one person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, since people also search for Johnny Appleseed and Davy Crockett, mm. I bet this is a similar sort of thing. Also, K.C. Jones, the American basketball player. But you know what? I think we might be going more with the... yeah. Or the railroad engineer. Yeah. Well, he seems super cool too. So let's talk about him. Uh, he, he played for the Celtics, right? Um. Yes. I don't know. I didn't go that yeah. far. It says that he currently coaches the Blizzards or something like no, that. No, it's a different. Whatever. <laughs> the Blizzards. That's not even. <laughs> whatever. It's, it's, well, now, it's a, see, now I have to see if he played for the. Cal- yes, he did play for the for the the Celtics or is it the Celtics? Celtics. The Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But he does. He did previously coach the New England Blizzards. Oh, okay. That doesn't exist anymore. He, he's also won the tenth most NBA championships in NBA history. Yeah, I'm, too. I'm not sure if he's if he's alive. It doesn't have Google says that he's still alive. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's 85, but according okay. to Google, like there's no death date here. So okay, well for you, the Casey. actual yes, well the actual Casey Jones is the train <laughs> engineer one that you saw. Um, yeah, that checks out. He's a sort of fabled person, which again, as we've said, this is kind of our first American. Disney movie, and mm-hmm. they're making American-type references. They refer to the little engine that could, which is an American story, and now they're referring to Casey Jones by through Casey Jr., which mm-hmm. is another American folk hero. An American um, tale, as it were. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes, Papa. Casey Jones. Yes. So, so Casey Jones, he is this American folk hero, I'm not entirely sure why, though. So the basic story of Casey Jones, he was a railroad engineer, and he was killed in 1900 while he was trying to stop his train, mm-hmm. and he died, and everyone else in the train survived, so, like, that's good. Yeah. Um, but, like, that made him this big hero. I mean, I guess yeah. I guess that's something that we should we should respect and say, you know, good yeah. job, Casey. Well, I mean, but- did, did you read, like, the whole story of how he did it? No, I... I, I Go, yeah, please explain. Yeah. So, like, there was like, it was a super foggy night, mm-hmm. and his train had been fallen behind schedule. By like, but then you know it was catching back up, um, and then he saw coming up ahead of him another train coming out of the way, and he knew that he couldn't stop his train completely in time. Um, mm-hmm. So he pulled the brakes as fast as he could, um, and right before impact, he told he was in. It was him, and then the fireman, um, I think is what it was called. The other guy, sort of in the leading the front of the train and he mm-hmm. he told him to jump out of the train and the mm-hmm. other guy jumped and was knocked unconscious 
Um, mm. And and Casey was killed upon impact, but because he slowed the train down from like seventy five miles an hour to mm-hmm. thirty five miles an hour, everyone else in the train like one person broke two ribs. Everyone mm-hmm. else like didn't even feel it, but he his he was killed upon impact. He, they said that when they pulled him from the wreckage, his hands were still clutching. The, oh, wow. the, the steering wheel and the brake and they they carried him a half a mile to the nearest train station on a stretcher um his body wow. um but also when you look at it like when you think about sort of how ne- media was spread in like mm. 1900 if a newspaper like if if a bunch of newspapers were printed about you that was how people knew everything yeah that's true i, I guess that um you know it would be like, nowadays such a story would be lost among the millions of random videos that pop up on your Facebook news feed. But yeah. in that time, yeah. I mean, Casey Jones went viral essentially. Like, yeah, yeah. That, I like to think he. I, I I hope he would today. Yeah, as well. Like he truly was. Like he he did a pretty remarkable thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I I agree, yeah. I agree. He he deserves praise. I do think it's a little bit confusing why it's sort of why it had such the cultural impact that it did. And, and I'll just just say a little bit of, of why I'm surprised. It's hmm. become not just. Like this, oh, like that's a really like good job, Casey. It's become uh, a story that that has been in a lot of children's media. It is in a lot of popular music. It is a very common mm. thing. Uh, for instance, the the famous Grateful Dead song "Casey Jones," which is the only Grateful Dead song I know. Um, <laughs> in, in 1950, Disney put out a short called "The Brave Engineer" that was telling the story of Casey Jones. He didn't die in that version, but uh, still, this idea of this heroic engineer was. It became a, a a fabled presence in children's media, so it's interesting. I mean, I think it's just it's not, I'm not I'm not blaming Casey for becoming a sort of a children's uh, story person, but it's, it's interesting <laughs> how that happened. Um, it made it so far even to Sesame Street, which I think is an interesting thing. Mm, um, yeah. Now I couldn't find this wasn't in the the Wikipedia for Casey Jones, but I just remembered from my youth. Um, I used to listen to all these Sesame Street cassette tapes when I was growing up. Awesome. Um, when I would go to bed at night, this was like what what got got me to go to sleep was these uh, Sesame Street songs. And one of them was the Best of Cookie Monster. And that CD, um, there was a song on it called The Ballad of Casey McPhee. Uh-huh. And it was a song. The song itself is from an episode of Sesame Street in 1973. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the cassette I heard it on was was from it was from the late eighties I think. Uh, and in the Ballad of Casey McPhee, Cookie Monster is driving a train full of cookies. He gets stuck in an avalanche, so he can't make it to <laughs> the place where he's supposed to be going. And he has to decide if he wants to eat the cookies that he's stuck with, or uh, if he's going to try to get the train out. And he ultimately you know makes a sacrifice. He doesn't eat the cookies. Instead, he eats all the snow that's blocking the train to help. <laughs> get the cookies to where they're going. So uh, Cookie Monster also saved his passengers, which were cookies. Um, so yes. So he, so similar. Yeah, so it's a similar story. It's even made it, uh, and I didn't even know what Casey Jones was. Sure, but, sure. you know, as a little child, like I'm listening to this Cookie Monster story about being a train person. So yeah, Casey Jones is yeah, a and it's weird, uh, it's still pervasive like, cultural thing. Like, I don't think I really knew about Casey Jones before we researched for this. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's referenced, like, he's in a, they reference him in a Big Bang Theory episode, which is, like, the trashiest nonsense. But, like, the, <laughs> but, like I, I hate that show. It's don't, just, uh, don't um, piss off our uh, audience. Eh, if, if we have any... It, 
Any people that will listen to that show or watch that show? You know? <laughs> listen, if you like the Big Bang Theory, then there are better. Sh- then go watch Silicon Valley instead. There are better <laughs> shows you'd be watching. Um, but like he also like it was in that. Like it's mentioned in The Fugitive, in The Walking Dead, in The Simpsons, and like I hadn't heard about him, so I wonder if it's just like our generate if like millennials don't know about him like i don't know where the like discrepancy sort of came in media Mm -hmm. but yeah it does seem like i don't know i guess from 1900 to 1970 ish casey was he was a big deal a big deal around the murica i mean even in in the video game railroad tycoon 2 casey jones is a cheat to instantly destroy all enemy trains yeah um, yeah, somehow he became the the train engineer. So, yeah, good job, Casey. Thanks for saving all those lives. Um, yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, and thank you for uh, becoming a train. So, in in Disney, then uh, is Casey Junior related to Casey Jones? I mean, obviously, like from the creative perspective, they they named. Casey I mean, it's Jr. clearly a reference, Jones. but like, right? But like, is is he like? Um, you know, is is has this the deceased spirit of Casey Jones entered the train and become Casey Jr.? Maybe that's I, how he. Uh, yeah, I mean, alive. it's kind of dark, right? Like the <laughs> idea that you like named your train after somebody who died on a train, like that seems like that seems like bad luck to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, I would be worried if I was uh, Mrs. Jumbo. I wouldn't want to have my child be be birthed on that train. Well, luckily for Mrs. Jumbo, as we're going to see in the next few songs, she's got some bigger things to worry about. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Pretty good transition to... there, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, so I'll go ahead and rate the pod- and rate the podcast. The podcast is 10 <laughs> out of 10 stars. Yes! Amazing! Wow! What a surprise! I think I'll also rate the song, though, just sort of while we're mm, here. Fair. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. So I've been thinking about pastry a lot. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and rate this out of elephant ears, but like elephant ears, like the pastry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to sort of bring it all back. And that way I can, you know, sort of feel like I'm getting dessert without actually, you know, having to run extra miles to make up for not having the dessert. Okay. So yeah. And so I think I'm going to give this song five out of 10 elephant ears. Cause like it's catchy as heck, you know, mm-hmm. like it's really fun. Mm-hmm. But there's there's like no lyrics. Yeah. Doesn't like yeah. mean anything. Right, right. Um like the yeah, music's get... really good but the lyrics are nothing and so half music and zero lyrics or full music and zero lyrics is half points. And you gave it the last song 6.5. So this is a little step down for you. It's a little step down. Like mm-hmm. it's it's fun. And if it had like I just like because the lyrics are nothing, I feel like I can't give it a higher score cuz it just doesn't seem fair to songs that have like attempted to to do more with the lyrics and this doesn't Mm -hmm. need to do more with the lyrics like where it is in the movie but still like the music is great but i I just can't although admittedly i will be seeing casey jr's back for like a while so you can direct any hate mail to frodo for that one people have to interact (laughs) with me in everyday life this is your life now too casey jr's back Uh, it's a responsibility that i must also bear Um, yes well, there's no bears in this movie. <laughs> I think there are. Aren't there bears? Are there? I, I don't remember seeing any. There probably there are, are, though. Yes, I think, th- I think that we do see baby bears. Um, so, for my rating, I have a little bit... I had a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with you, it's a very brief song. Yeah. And the lyrics are kind of... They don't have much weight. 
and it doesn't really hold much narrative importance in the movie. Right. It's really a transition. I mean, this is basically transitioning us from the first scene of Dumbo to the next scene of Dumbo, of involving Dumbo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not entirely, like, the existence of this train is not really relevant to the plot. Yeah. Like, you could just do a star wipe to the next scene and it would have been fine. Exactly. That being said, Hmm? I really like this melody. I, I think that it is one of the catchiest and most fun melodies we've had so far. Definitely. In any of the songs. It's something that, I, like I said, I remembered from my youth. It, it's something unique and... Yeah. Um, it's not just character singing song. It's uh, it's almost like you're on this little journey with a train and they're singing yeah. along. Um, well, it's very atmospheric, you know? Yes. yes that's a good way of putting it. Very atmospheric. Uh, like I said, the the animation before, I really like the backgrounds, especially during the sunset when he's going up and saying and down the mountain, saying, "I think I can." Mm-hmm. I thought I could. And then I also really like the part where he pulls into the train station, and we have the the moon and the the song kind of slows down as the train is slowing down to to uh, I, I guess parallel that, and it goes da 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 da, and it just it slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a cool touch and how that, in effect, the slowing down of the train and the song ends the song and ends the scene. Um, and then contrasting that early on in the song, the the train gears, like the, the sort of chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga sound is the percussion when the train's moving fast. So I, I like that. I like how the song is mimicking the movement of the train. Um, yeah. So putting all that together <laughs> in a big, big pile... I'm going to come out and give the song a B plus. Okay. Which is... For? A B plus for brief, because the song is brief. <laughs> Perfect. But it's a plus, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, it's good that, that it's brief. Yeah. That ultimately places it for me fifth out of 15 Disney songs, which is... Wow. That's pretty much good. Higher, yeah. It's much higher than I thought I was going to. I ended up putting this ahead of songs like The Silly Song and Give a Little Whistle, which... Wow. I mean, I really like those songs, but I... There's you gotta something, respect the rating. Yeah, I think that I want to credit mel- a nice melody. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Silly Song, while I really enjoy it, and while I enjoy Give a Little Whistle, I feel like this is a, a melody I'd rather listen to. I think it's more pleasant for me. Yeah, that's so. fair. I, it's so interesting that you talked about it like that, because like, I have the same... The way you talked about it is like it's 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 very atmospheric, like you're transported right away. Mm-hmm. I find that in books too, which I like obviously read a lot. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people love books that are super atmospheric, and I just don't mm-hmm. care about them unless they have like really good characters to back them up. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's kind of applying here too. Like I get that the atmosphere is super cool, mm-hmm. and I like a lot of it because there's just not a character that I like care yeah. about involved in it. Yeah. It's hard for me to connect with it in that way. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's it's, I still, I still like this. Like, I like this yeah. song a lot more than I would like any other five out of ten. I think I did. Just, I just can't justify the higher score on my end. Yeah, that, that, that that's totally fair. I mean, I understand. Like I said, I acknowledge the problems with it <laughs> when I started yeah. off, but yeah, there's just something I like about it. There's something that it, it's just a cool song. I think it's just it's cool that this exists in Disney in the Disney animated canon. I think yeah. it's just it's a nice. It's a little treat. Um, da, 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 da. It's not going to be a treat three days from now when I'm still doing this, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Cool. Well, if you want to hear more things approval. you say about things, people should, mm-hmm. you know, follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like us there. Follow us on Twitter, at Wish Upon a Star. 
email us with questions, wishapod at gmail.com. Uh, suggestions, comments. Frodo will probably check the inbox eventually. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's Twitter. I'm at Frodo the Lawyer, or at Frodo TL, I believe it is, but mm-hmm. Frodo the Lawyer. We have our own Twitter, so we sometimes yeah. tweet. Yeah, and I'm also at Quaniac there, so you can hit me up there if you want. Yeah. Awesome. Well, can't wait to keep talking about more Dumbo next time. Yeah. This has been Frodo the Lawyer. This has been Amanda the Person. And thank you for listening to Wish a Pod a Star. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think you can. I thought I could. <laughs>